but I uh, appreciate that. Soul winning was awesome yesterday. We enjoyed going out in the area, got to see some people trust Christ as Savior. I'm glad people are still open to the gospel. And God, we, there are churches like this one uh, that are still reaching people and trying to bring them into church and trying to see them discipled. And very honored to again be here. Thank you for the beautiful hotel accommodations and also for the nice meal yesterday. Appreciate that. I'm going to state a few things about the college if I could first. Then I'll tell you a little bit about our table, and then I'll get into the Word of God. Uh, but again, we're very humbled to be here. Again, my name is Jeremy Snipes. I have the privilege of teaching at Howes Anderson College. I've been teaching missions and Bible for the last 13 years. On the other hand, I do serve with our mission agency, and I serve missionaries in Europe and Africa. I actually got to go to that Tanzania uh, trip. It was amazing to see over 10,000 people show up. Uh, the second half of the game we had, the number one team in Tanzania actually sat in the crowd and watched the game. I don't think we could have fit everyone that wanted to come to see the number one team play. So we had, I think, the number seven, number 11 team in all the country play. But during half, halftime, the gospel was preached, and then we, for the entire second half, collected cards of people that had trusted Christ as Savior and people that were interested in church. Almost 1,700 people trusted Christ as Savior, and 900 more people said we were interested in learning more about church. Um, one of the men that came the next day, he had soccer Sunday next, the next day. 35 soccer teams showed up with at least 11 players or more just so they could get a soccer ball. And amazing uh, uh, young man, he, he walked two hours to get to the church. He thought it was a little distance away, and people kept saying, it's just a little bit farther. It's just a little bit farther. I asked him, I said, how long did you walk to get to church? He said, two hours. And he trusted Christ to save you after the service that morning. But thank you again, Pastor, for allowing us to come. How's Anderson College was started to train the next generation. 37,000 students have come through the doors of How's Anderson College for these past 48 years. Now, I've not been there for the entire 48 years, just in case you're wondering. Um, but we are independent, fundamental, Bible-believing, King James-only, Baptist, local church, Bible college. I think there's a little bit of a difference between a Bible college and a Christian college, although I'm for both. But a Bible college primarily is for training people for the ministry. We have 15 different majors. You saw our media program. We've got elementary education, secondary education, uh, and quite a few other uh, music majors, missions majors, Bible majors, youth pastors, assistant pastors, pastoral theology. If you're a high school student, you'd like to put, be put on our mailing list. Uh, these young men who did an amazing job singing this morning, I appreciate you using your talents for the Lord. They could be doing a lot of other things this summer, but they said that we want to we want to sing for the Lord and travel around trying to encourage churches. And so uh, you can talk with them if you are a, a junior high student or a teenager and you're interested uh, in filling out a card. We can keep you on our mailing list. If you're a junior and senior, you say, man, Howes Anderson College might just be the uh, place that I would consider like a Bible college. I'd love to talk with you after the service. These young men would be glad to talk with you after the service. We do have applications. If you're interested in filling one out, we can do that as well. Uh, I do believe there are a lot of wonderful Bible colleges in our nation to choose from. Howes Anderson College is not for everybody, but it, must, it, it might just be for you. I also wanted to mention a little bit about our table, if we could. And we've got multiple CDs. There's 12 CDs on the table. They are $15 each. If you buy two or more, they're $10 each. And uh, two brand new music CDs. One of them is called Songs from the Heart. And this is very interesting because this is the first year every song on that CD was written by a college student. And then college students and the music faculty actually pre- 
prepared those songs. I think it'll really work on your heart. I th- it is. I like listening to it while I'm working in the office. I like listening to that music. But uh, that's the first one. Uh, again, written by the music students and faculty of the college. Then the newest CD is called "I'm Amazed," and over 200 of the college students participated in that particular recording. Uh, and uh, the song that you just heard uh, just a few moments before the video, that's actually on the CD. You hear the other music uh, groups as well, the tour groups on the CD. And then there's also we're promoting music books. Some of the uh, books on the table, there's sheet music books, two piano solo books. Uh, there's also that are that are intermediate uh, levels uh, as well. And those are each ten dollars. Uh, we do accept accept cash, check, credit card. We make it easy to collect your money if you'd like to buy one. So just trying to make it convenient, trying to make it easy for you. And uh, we do want good music in your home. You know as well as I do, it's a struggle sometimes to turn on the radio and to find the music that you'd like. It's nice to have a CD and actually be able to listen to what you'd like to listen to uh, that would be pleasing to the Lord. And again, thank you for allowing us to come. If you do have your Bibles, uh, let's turn to John 8 if we could. John chapter 8. If you are able, would you stand with me? Uh, I don't know what your uh, custom is here, but if you would stand with me. I know we've been sitting for a little while enjoying the music, enjoying the videos. I know many of you wanted to jump up here and join along with them. Maybe you joined along with them while you were sitting there. Uh, but I've enjoyed the service this morning. And an amazing it's an amazing work what God is doing right here. We were thrilled to be with the teenagers in the college and career. It seemed like people just kept coming in. And I said, if we keep having Sunday school, we're just going to have to go to a different room or something. But uh, just thrilled. Thank you for allowing us to be here uh, this morning. John chapter 8, two verses. I'll jump right into the message. And I'll let you out when you're normally let out. Don't worry. Uh, I've only got an hour-long message. No, um, I'll, some of you just stop breathing. Uh, I'll let you out around the time that you normally get out. But John chapter 8, two verses here. Uh, It says here, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. And I'd like to preach on this next phrase, which is a phrase that really pastor drew my attention to this phrase probably three or four years ago. Would you read it with me? It says, For I do always those things that please him. One more time together. For I do always those things that please him. Can I just ask you a question before we sit down? Isn't that what you want? That's what I want this morning. I want to do the things that please my heavenly Father. Father, I pray that you'd be with us on Father's Day. I pray that you would help each father to be the example that we want to be. I know we fail often, and I know we don't succeed in every area, but we're here today and we really want to hear from you. I'd ask that you'd speak through me like only you can. Sure do love you and we sure do need you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to jump into the message. You may be seated. The last year has been a little bit of a whirlwind for, for our family. And I mentioned in Sunday school, my mom passed away in October. And I'm glad that I en- enjoyed all the time that I could. Uh, I will state this. Make sure that you enjoy your parents and appreciate your parents while you still have them. And then about two months ago, my dad called me and said, I'm going in for a heart test. He said, I think what all they're going to do is they're going to do a heart catheterization. They're going to go in and they'll probably put in a couple of stents if they need to. He said, or they'll go in and say there's nothing necessary. Well, he called me that afternoon, as well as my brothers. It was like a three-way phone call. He said, I got the good news and the bad news. He said, the good news is they got to run the test they wanted to run. He said, the bad news is the stents aren't going to help out. And he said, they're going to have to do open heart surgery. And I was like, oh, man. 
Lord, and my first thought was, Lord, help. You ever been there before? You could, I mean, going to the doctors isn't always the answer. I mean, I'm glad we have doctors, and I'm glad we have nurses, and I'm glad we have all that. But it was one of those things where I was like, Lord, help. And I think I said it while we were on the phone. And my dad said, we'll probably have it in the next several days. And I said, okay. Fifteen minutes later, I got a phone call, and they said, we're gonna, I was living, of course, where I live in Indiana. He lives in South Carolina. And he said, just a heads up, the doctor just called, and he wants to do surgery at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And I looked at my wife and I said, I don't think I can get down there before 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And I said, hey, sweetheart, can you, she does some, she does some working from home and for her boss she does blind plane tickets. I said, see if you can find any type of plane ticket that will get me down there. And she found one. She said, it will, it'll leave at 9 o'clock tonight. You'll get down there at midnight. I said, book it. I don't care. Just whatever it costs, book it. I want to get down there. And I got down there, saw my dad around 2 in the morning. We talked for a little while. He had operation at 5 in the morning. I talked with my dad and I said, hey, dad. How's everything going? And we, we had a great conversation and he said, I, he said, I, he made this statement like this. He said, I know that I'm saved. He said, I know I'm going to heaven. And if I don't make it out of surgery, he said, I have nothing between me and the Savior. He said, I have nothing between me and anyone else. He said, I'm ready to go. And as a son, on one side I was like, amen. And on the other side is like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for dad to be gone too. Everybody still with me? And I sat there and I was like, man, Lord, I, I don't know what you're trying to teach me, but help me learn this lesson good right now. Because I really don't have to learn whatever lesson you're trying to teach me again. We'll go back to the passage in a moment. He went through surgery. The doctor came in the room and he said, surgery went great. It was actually, he's actually third in line to work on the president if the president ever has heart conditions. So best in South Carolina and so forth. He came in and he went through everything. And everything's going great. Everything's fine. And then his last few words made me a little bit uh, uneasy. He said, and everything will be fine as long as he wakes up. Now, I heard what the doctor said, okay? I didn't know if my brothers had heard it or not. So in the waiting room, we'd sat there for three or four hours, still had no word. And I looked over my older shoulder. I said, did you hear what my, the doctor said about dad? Um, did you? He said, yeah, those last few words, if he wakes up. And it had been playing in my mind and his mind and probably my other brother's mind. Now, my dad did wake up, praise the Lord. And for the next nine days, I waited really on my dad hand and foot in the hospital. If he wanted a cup of glass of water, if he wanted this or that. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to just please dad. And dad said, and I'll not forget, it was two days before I came back. I said, Dad, is there anything I can get for you? And it was like he had his order ready. He's like, yeah, um, steak sounds good right now. He said, and, uh, he said and, and some spaghetti from Olive Garden. Now, the spaghetti, if you get the spaghetti, meatballs. With, and he gave me like his entire order. I can't even state it like he stated it. And I said, I'll go get it for you, Dad. I went to the store, went to Olive Garden. It was about 45 minutes away. Went to the, and I brought it back. And I've never seen anyone eat as enjoyably and as um, hurriedly. Because so, he'd been hospital food for several days, like seven, eight days. But you know what I wanted to do for my dad? I wanted to please him. I look at this passage here and I see in John chapter 8, verse number 29, a phrase that really provokes me greatly. And on Father's Day, I'd like to ask us the question, do we want to please the Father? Do we want to please the Father? Now understand this, in John chapter 7 and verse 1, the Jews wanted to kill Jesus. In John chapter 7, verse number 5, his own brothers didn't even believe him. I mean, he's trying to convince his brothers still that he's Jesus. 
that he's God's son. And his brothers are still saying, oh, we're not for sure if we believe in you. I mean, that's got to be nice. Hello, if your family didn't believe in you, especially when you're the son of God, Jesus, and your family doesn't believe in you. But I see four observations in this passage, and then I'll tell us briefly how we can please the Father. First of all, if you look down at John chapter 8 and verse number 28, it says here, near the, a uh, little past the middle of the verse, it says, I do nothing of myself. Number one, Jesus relied on his Father for strength. Jesus relied on his Father for strength. Can I ask all of you here this morning, whether you're a dad or not, have you ever been to the point where you said, man, I don't have enough strength? You ever been there? You've been there and you say, man, I, I, as a dad, I, so, I just got a text from my daughter and she was just saying happy Father's Day and so forth and thanking me for various things. I'm trying to, I was trying to control my emotions as my daughter gave, sent that to me this morning. But as I saw that this morning, I thought, man, I really want to, I really want to please my father. But there are some times when your strength just isn't enough. And Jesus shows us the powerful example that when his strength was not enough in the sense of, him showing us an example. He's God. He's God's Son. Never changed. Sinless, perfect Son of God. But He shows us, I do nothing of myself. You know why He showed us that? Because we can do nothing of ourselves. John fifteen five says, For without me ye can do nothing. The only reason we're here today is because of God. The only reason we got up this morning is because of God. The only reason we were able to walk from our vehicle to the church this morning is because of God. The only reason we were able to get dressed this morning is because of God. For without Him we can do nothing. And I'm glad I'm on His team. I'm glad He's my Father. He's our strength. So number one, Jesus relied on His Father for strength. Number two, Jesus repeated what His Father has said. Jesus repeated what His Father has said. Now... Please don't raise your hands, dads. But you ever said something and then you hear it repeated from your son? And then you make a statement like, where did you hear that from? Saw a commercial when I was probably a young teenager. The son was doing something that he shouldn't have done. I think it was a say no to drugs commercial. The son was taking drugs and his dad came in and just started screaming at his son. He looked at him and he said, son, what in the world are you doing this for? And the son turns around and said, dad, I learned it from watching you. Ever since I saw that commercial, even a long time before I was a dad, I've got my two boys here with me this morning. I shouldn't say boys, they're young men now, one's 16, one's 13. Both of them will be taller than me, probably several inches taller than me, but most people here are taller than me. Most people in the kindergarten, okay, but let's, con- let's continue here. But Jesus repeated what his father has said. In John chapter 8, verse 28, it says, As the Father hath taught me, I speak these things. So as my Father teaches me, those are the things that I want to speak. Number one, Jesus relied on his Father for strength. Number two, Jesus repeated what his Father has said. Now, I've, I've had that happen before, and I'll, I'll say, where did you hear that from? Dad, I heard it from you. Man, i got to watch what I say. Isn't it amazing they don't hear what they're supposed to hear, but they only hear what they shouldn't hear? You ever been there? You're kind of sitting there like, man, I, I mean, I... And then some days you think you're doing really good, and then the next day you wake up and it's like, what happened? Uh, let's continue here, though. Think about even my own dad. My dad, uh, as he witnesses to people, he'll say, most people miss hell by, eight, by 18 inches. Or miss heaven, excuse me, by 18 inches. He'll say it in the grocery store. He'll say it. I've, seen, I've been in restaurants where people are eating their food. He'll say, is your food good? What would you order today? And then he'll say, you know, most people miss heaven by 18 inches. People are looking at him like 18 inches. He's like, yeah, it's a difference between knowing it in your head and putting 
your faith and trust in Jesus Christ in your heart? My dad's never been a, in full-time Christian service. He's just been a full-time Christian. As a 69-year-old, 68-year-old man, he motivates me in my soul winning. Because normally before I can witness to someone, he's already talking to about Jesus. I'm like, Dad, give me a chance. Number one, Jesus relied on his father for strength. Number two, Jesus repeated what his father has said. Number three, Jesus remembered his father's presence. Jesus remembered his father's presence. You ever been there where your mom or dad, when you were younger, said, Would you, could you have this done by the time I get home? You ever been there and then you forgot to do it or decided not to do it? And then you hear the car pull up in the driveway and you've never swept the floor so fast, you've never cleaned your room so fast, you've never mopped the floor so fast, you've never vacuumed as fast as you're vacuuming right now? And I look at the situation and I say, he remembered his father's presence. I like what Exodus chapter 33 verses 14 and 15 says, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I shall give thee, I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. So number one, Jesus relied on his father for strength. Number two, Jesus repeated what his father has said. Number three, Jesus remembered his father's presence. Uh, I didn't like the presence of my dad as much probably when I was a teenager as I do now. I'll call him this afternoon, and as I already texted him this morning, but I'll call him this afternoon. I like spending time with my dad. It doesn't matter what we're doing as long as I'm spending time with him. Verse, uh, point number four is Jesus rejoiced in pleasing his father. He said, I do always those things that please him. In John 6, 38, it says, for I came down from heaven and not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And the word please there is to satisfy or to content. You know, I'll go back to the illustration. When I saw my dad eating that spaghetti from Olive Garden, I didn't even taste it because he didn't offer. No, I didn't even taste it. But as he was eating it, you know what I was content, what I was satisfied? I just kind of sat there and watched him eat. I've never seen someone enjoy a meal like he enjoyed that meal. He was at it. And my older brother said, we're not going to take it away from you. I thought my older brother was going to. You know how brothers are. But he was. I was there, and as a contented son and as a satisfied son, you know what? It pleased me that he enjoyed it so much. It wouldn't have mattered if it was $100. I would have invested $100. You know why? I wanted to please my dad. I wanted to please my... Let me give us four ways, and I'm done. Four ways we can please our Father. Number one, magnifying His name. Thank you, Pastor, for leading the song, Thou Art Worthy. I couldn't sing that song this morning with a dry eye. Because I thought of my Heavenly Father. Thou art worthy. We don't deserve the praise. We don't deserve the glory. And we don't deserve the honor. But He does. He does. He does. And as I sat there and sang that, I don't know, probably people around me saw, saw me take my handkerchief out and probably thought, man, his allergies are bothering him today. But I want to magnify the Father. I, I encourage you men that are traveling and singing, make sure that every time you sing, you magnify the Lord. It's not about a voice. God can take our voice away like that. God can do anything He wants to do. And I want to please, I want to magnify the Lord. Number two, another way we can magnify the Lord is by God's Word going out. Isaiah fifty-five eleven. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which, which I please. <clears throat> as the word of God goes out, you know, as we pass out tracts, sometimes people will accept them, sometimes people will reject them. But as we give God's word out, God says, you know what, that pleases me. I can almost hear God saying as he looks down from heaven, as we go out and pass out a track, as we give someone the gospel, I can almost hear God say, that's my boy. That's my girl down there. 
Did did you see him just hand out that track? Did you see him put it on the door? Did you see that several blocks? Nobody answered, but he's still out there. I'm sure no one here has been there before, but I have, right? You knock on door after door. You're like, does anyone live on this block? And uh, does anyone? Uh, Hello, you know, but God's word going out. Number three, I believe it pleases the Lord to have a separated life. Thank you, Pastor, for the separation and the standards that that God gives us in His Word, and thank you for keeping the church a Baptist church. It's not easy in this day, day and age because sometimes people are pushing another direction, but I'm glad that you've come this morning to a church that believes in Bible living and clean living and separate living. Are any of us perfect? No! We're not going to compare lists of sins. We, we'd be here for a long while, but I'm glad that he is, His mercy and His grace is sufficient. And if you're here this morning and you say, I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, this is a good place to get saved this morning. Today is the day of salvation. Many of us could help you trust Christ as Savior if you'd like to. But 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 talks about no man that worth entangling himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him. And then fourthly and lastly... Not only does magnifying His name, and sometimes it's just good to sing, sing praises of the Lord Jesus, 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 there's something about that name. So not magnifying His name pleases the Lord. Number two, His, God's words going out pleases the Lord. Number three, living a separated life pleases the Lord. And then living by faith pleases the Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of him that diligently seek Him. I'm going to give you one verse and I'm done. Psalm 19:14. it ought to be a verse that we think of and that we meditate on often. It says that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I go back to the question of the message, do we want to please the Father? I think you're here this morning because you do. I think I'm here this morning because I do. But I've come to church on occasion and I did it because I had to. Or I did it because my parents made me. Been there before, okay. But I want to do what I do so that I can please my Father. And I'm not sure where you're at this morning. If you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, would you let us know? We'd be glad to pray for you, but do more than pray for you. We'd be glad to show you from the Word of God how you can put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if you are saved this morning, why don't you make the decision, I want to please the Lord. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to ask the pianist to get to the piano. Would you stand? I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, then I'm turning it over to the pastor. I'm going to ask everyone to stand if you're able to, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. How many of you this morning would say, I know for sure I'm going to heaven? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I've put my faith and trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. Would you just slip your hand up? I know for sure I'm going to heaven. Uh, as a testimony, I raise my hand. You can put your hands down, and as you do, thank the Lord. Praise the Lord that He was willing to come and He was willing to accept us. Second of all, is there anyone here this morning? Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. We're, you're in good company this morning. But if you're here this morning, you say, I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, but I sure would like to. If you're not for sure, but you'd like for someone to pray for you, maybe someone to talk with you, would you just slip your hand up? I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, but I'd like for somebody to to speak with me. Everyone's head bowed, everyone's eyes closed. I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, but would you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up? I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven. I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone like that? Then I ask of the third question, and I turn it over. How many of you here this morning... You just state in your own heart, I really want to please the Lord. I really want to please the Lord. Would you slip your hand up? I want to please the Lord. I want to do exactly, I want to do what God would have me do, and I want to please Him. You can put your hands down. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the invitation that we'll go into. In Jesus' name.